Welcome to High Caliber Dating and Relationships. My name is Michelle Wax, and throughout this time together, you'll learn how to stand out in a crowded dating world and build the confidence, mindset, and practical strategy to catapult into a great relationship that lasts. I've worked with hundreds of people across the globe on transforming their dating and relationships to a high caliber experience where they feel energized, supported, loved, and excited for life. I'm so excited you're here. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Hope you're having a beautiful week as always. And today we are going to just jump right on in. So I'm going to be talking all about the three tiers of meeting people in person. Now, this is something that I hear quite a bit is that people that maybe you're on the dating apps, maybe you're not on the dating apps, but either you're on dating apps and you want to expand out to meeting people in person or you simply aren't a fan of dating apps or you don't feel like using them at the moment, but you want to continue creating opportunity to meet new people, to go on dates with the people that you do meet. And I like to compare creating opportunity in our dating lives to really the same way we would think about diversifying an investment portfolio. So kind of like the 101 to investing or what most financial advisors would tell you, um, I am not a financial advisor, but this is what I've heard from many people, is that when you create an investment portfolio, when you start investing, it's better to spread out your investments or your money allotted to different investments instead of having all of your eggs in one basket, right? All of your money, all of your investments in one particular fund or whatever it is that you're investing in because that helps diversify your opportunity, right? And so it's not just kind of depending solely on this one stream. And if that goes haywire or that goes down, we're out of luck versus if we have a diversified investment portfolio we are able to spread out our investments and kind of balance out if one particular investment isn't working out at the moment or one is higher than the other and they're balancing each other out. And so I like to give the analogy as in the same way that you are diversifying an investment portfolio, you also want to make sure you're diversifying how you are creating opportunity in your dating life. Now, the importance here is that not only is it creating more opportunity to meet different types of people in different situations, but you are also creating less pressure around one specific area of creating opportunity. So if you think about it, if you're only using dating apps, and I'm a big fan of dating apps, I know plenty of people who have met their partners, met their husbands, met their wives on dating apps, so I'm totally for them. But often if we have are putting all of our effort and attention on dating apps, it really creates pressure around it. So if that's the only thing we're using to meet people, it's great, but also it can produce this pressure if we haven't found a way to mitigate that, right? And that's kind of a combination of we can diversify how we're meeting people to remove the pressure. And it's also a lot of internal work, right? The mindset that we're putting into our dating lives, the confidence we're approaching our dating lives with, the meaning that we're attaching to conversations in the dating apps or a lack of conversations or a lack of matches, whatever it may be, right? But really by diversifying how you are meeting people, 
it's going to remove the pressure off of one specific area. And so that's why I'm a big fan of integrating a couple different streams that are going to feel good to you to create opportunity to meet people in your life. So of course, dating apps, dating online could be a great one, one stream, right? But we can incorporate others where we're actually getting out, we're going to events, right? We're meeting people, we're striking up conversations. And the more that we do this, there's less pressure involved on dating apps, but overall as well, as we start to really build the momentum in our dating lives. And that's what you'll start to notice is that as you diversify the streams or the ways that you're meeting people, you're going to start to build this momentum. And when you do have a conversation with someone, when you do go on a date with someone, because there's less pressure attached to that one specific person or one specific conversation, there's this energy of lightness that comes with it that is very, very attractive. When you start to build this momentum and there's not as much pressure on this one person or this one conversation because you have other opportunities, right? It really allows dating to become a lot lighter, a lot freer. People pick up on that energy subconsciously and you become a lot more attractive because you're not approaching dating or conversations with this needy, graspy, like pick me, choose me energy. Instead, you're going into it like, hell yeah, this is how I'm living my life, right? And if you're into it, great. If not, you know, I'll let you go. I'm on my way. I'm meeting people. I'm creating opportunity whenever I want to. So to give you an example, when I met my boyfriend, Tom, I had no idea if he was in a relationship, if he was single, if he was married. I had no idea. So I was really in a tier three experience, which I'm going to get into shortly. And so with him, I approached the situation of, I don't know, he could very well be dating someone. He could have just broken up with someone and not be ready to date, right? He could not be interested in me. I don't know, but why not, right? Let me leave my number and see what happens. So I really approached it with a lightness, a, I don't know his situation. I'm not going to take it to heart or take it personally because you never know what's happening in someone else's mind. But I had to practice this mentality to build this energy and this confidence to be able to get to a point where I wrote down my number, I left it for him, and I was like, let's see what happens, right? And it's so interesting because the act of writing down a number, so many times people, when they hear that story, they're like, oh, I could never do that. I could never just leave the number. That's so awesome you're able to do that. And I'm like, yeah, you could, right? Really, all you're doing is you're writing down 10 digits on a piece of paper or a receipt or a napkin or whatever, right? But the meaning that you're attaching to that simple act of writing down the number is really what it is. And so as we start to shift the meaning that we're attaching to these type of situations, to these type of experiences, as we go through the three tiers really things start to shift. Because if you could shift your meaning, which you absolutely can, it's likely going to require some mindset work, some internal work. And that's why we focus on that, you know, working together. Of course, it's a huge piece of dating and relationships. But when you start to shift the meaning that you're attaching to conversations, to events, to experiences, to actions, really your whole world opens up. So today we're going to get into the three tiers of meeting people in person. 
And I'm going to explain what that means in a moment and also how to start embodying this and integrating it to how you're currently approaching your dating life. But I want to invite you to, if this is an area where you want to build more confidence, talking with people in person, striking up conversations that lead to dates for meeting people in person, I want to invite you to my masterclass that's happening on June 14th by... um, you can sign up by heading to the link in the show notes. So what we're going to do is in today's episode, you're going to get an introduction to these tiers and really how to start meeting more people in person. But if you would like to know, okay, I'm at this event or I'm in this location, how do I actually strike up a conversation that you're able to gauge if that person's interested or not, you're able to progress that conversation into a date and you're able to really build more confidence and release any fear or nervousness nervousness, excuse me, going into this, definitely attend the masterclass because we're going to be getting into all of that. So not only will you be learning the top places to meet people, which you'll get a glimpse into today, of course, but also I'm going to get into my five-step process on how to actually strike up conversations, approach it in a way that isn't weird or awkward or creepy or anything like that, in order to gauge someone's interest and progress that into a first date. Um, Also to really feel more at ease doing this and to release the fear of rejection that often can come with walking up to someone we don't know um, in our everyday life or at an event or wherever it is that you are. So I want to invite you to that. It's happening on Wednesday. And if you're listening to this episode after the masterclass will still be available to be purchased. So just head to the link in the show notes um, and you'll be able to check out the recording. Of course, all the information will be there. All right, so let's get into the three tiers. I created these three tiers because often with meeting people in person, the concerns that I get of doing this are, how do I know if they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or how do I know if they're married or in a relationship, right? Um, how do I know if they're interested in me, right? How do I know if they're even open to a conversation, right? How do I know, um, really what their intention is, even if they are interested in going on a date, right? What is their intention? And so really I divvied these up into three tiers because tier one is going to be, you're going to be able to glean that information a little bit easier just because of the nature of where you're meeting these people. And then there's also going to be two other tiers, right, that kind of go in escalation of the tier two is going to be like, people are going to be open to it, you're going to be able to gauge it a little bit more. And then sometimes with tier three, you're going to have no idea. And so building that confidence and going into it with a lightness, right, releasing the attachment to that person's response is going to be really, really huge. So for tier one, this is going to be the easiest or simplest environment to go into in person, where you're going to be pretty sure that people are single or they're more open to having a conversation with you. So again, this is tier one. This is kind of the ground level. And these two places that you could go or two locations or two experiences rather, number one is going to be a dating focused event, right? So things like speed dating, things like a singles night, right? Things like a book club for singles or anything that has the word single in it or it's speed dating or it's dating related, right? Because if you're signing up for that type of event, if you're getting out there, 
it's pretty obvious, we would assume, right, that the people going there are going to be open to having conversations and open to dating. Okay. So that would be tier one dating type events, single events, right? People that are going there are open to meeting people that they are interested in dating. Now, of course, walking into that environment, you're going to know more than some other environments, right? If these people are open to dating, if they are single, if they're not single, right? Whatever it may be. So that is kind of the ground level tier one. The second piece of tier one that I would consider people are more open to having conversations, they might not necessarily be single, but there's going to be plenty of single people there, is in a late night or bar setting, right? This is kind of like the classic example that you hear of people meeting out late night or at a bar. Now, it's not necessarily always going to be the quality of people that you might be attracting into your life. But at the same time, I know plenty of people who have met their partners out at night or at a bar setting, okay? So those are really the two areas for tier one, again, going into those with kind of the lowest barrier, if you will, and knowing that, okay, these people are more likely single. And even if you're in a bar setting or late night, right, generally people, you know, they've had a couple drinks, they're more open to it. If you're going out at night, you're generally open to talking with new people. Sometimes, you know, people aren't, but you can generally tell from their body language if they are not in that environment. And that's something we get into in my programs, but we'll also be touching on in the masterclass as well that's coming up. Okay, so moving on to tier two of meeting people in person. This is going to be an event or experience or environment where people are open to connecting and meeting new people, but you're not necessarily going to know if they're single or not or open to dating or not, or even who they're interested in dating, right? What their sexual orientation is, unless it's very obvious, like they're wearing a wedding ring or they're there with their partner, right? Or they mention their boyfriend or wife or whoever in the first sentence or two of meeting them, right? So these, these uh, places to go, locations for tier two, are again, they're going to be places where people are open to talking and meeting new people. Um, but you might need to kind of do a little bit digging or put more of a vibe out there, gauge the vibe a little bit more, which again, is kind of an art. And that's something that we'll be getting into in the masterclass before knowing, is this person, you know, single? Are they open to dating? Are they interested in me? Okay. So tier two is going to be things like networking events. It's going to be things like volunteering, right? Going to any type of like social event in your city or town. If you are religious, right? Going to a meetup or a experience at, you know, whatever your religious establishment is and meeting people there, right? Um, what else could it be? It could be joining a sports league right? Joining some type of league in your town or city where people are open to meeting new people, right? They're getting out there in the world. But again, we're not really sure of the vibe or we can't really necessarily gauge it straight out the gate. There's going to have to be a little bit more like investigative work into figuring out, number one, is this person single? Are they open to dating? And the second piece of that is, of course, are they interested in me? So those are the tier twos where people are generally open to communicating, right? Open to getting to new, know new people. Um, this could even be like an alumni event in your city or town for your college or high school. Um, it could be really any type of event that you find um, 
any type of even like a workout class, right, that's recurring, um, you can kind of piece this together of what type of events are in your city or town and um, are they focused on connecting people? And if so, I would consider that a tier two where you're going to be walking into an environment where people are more open to communicating, to getting to know new people, but we're not sure if they're single or not just yet. And finally, tier three, which is what I like to call dating in the wild, which is a phrase that I got from my friend Janae, who hosts the My Naked Mindset podcast. I was on her podcast a few months ago, and she was asking all about dating in the wild. And so tier three is dating in the wild. And that is really encountering people in our everyday life, right? That is the locations like the supermarket, Target, Home Depot, right? at our local coffee shop, right? Grabbing lunch somewhere in between our work meetings, right? Or on the way somewhere. Dating in the wild is really those everyday activities where people are around you all day, every day, right? Men and women. And so striking up conversations, dating in the wild is going to be really the highest tier of, you probably don't know what you're walking into, right? Unless it is an obvious sign like they're wearing a wedding ring or they're with their partner. It's very obvious, right? Dating in the wild, there's a lot of opportunity because people are around us all day, every day. And one of the top mistakes that I see people make when they want to meet new people, when they want to create opportunity, is they're focusing so much on where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? When in reality, people are around you all the time, right? And so as you start to build up the confidence and really the lightness to talking with people, to striking up conversations and just, you know, putting it out there, seeing what the vibe is, really you're going to be able to expand creating opportunity and really bring some excitement back into dating, right? Because literally everyone, well, not everyone maybe, but most people I would say they want a great story of how they met their person, right? And if you want a great story, you got to be creating opportunity to make that great story, right? Or to even often people say like, I don't want to be on dating apps. I want to meet someone in person. It's like, okay, that's awesome. I love that. I met my boyfriend in person, but what are you doing to create that opportunity, right? And if you're not creating, if you're not doing anything just yet, that's okay. But if you want that, I want to encourage you to put some effort behind it, right? Put some focus here, Put some intention and priority on, okay, I don't feel comfortable doing just this just yet, but how can I build this skill set? Because it really is a skill set. I used to be extremely shy, very introverted, and it scared the shit out of me to even think about talking to a guy at any type of event, right? Or at any type of experience, let alone just kind of out in the world day to day. But I was able to build that confidence. I was able to practice it. And the first couple times, yeah, it didn't feel like the most natural thing in the world, right? It's like with anything that we're learning that's new, it's like any type of habit, but you're able to build this habit to build this skill. And as you really detach the meaning that this is going to destroy you if this person doesn't respond well, or if they tell you they have a girlfriend or boyfriend, or they're married, you're going to be devastated, right? really thinking about, okay, what's the worst case that I that could happen here? And also, what's the best case scenario, right? On the other side of that 10-second conversation or 15-second question, 
could be an amazing date. It could be a funny story. It could be just practice in getting more comfortable in this area of your life, right? And so the more that you can practice this um, and really start, you know, starting off with those tier one things, progressing to tier two and then to tier three, right? If you don't feel comfortable just yet at tier three, that's a beautiful thing to be doing. And in the masterclass next week, and we're going to be getting into, okay, if I don't feel comfortable striking up conversations just yet or striking up conversations with people I find attractive, how can I ramp up to that, right? What's going to be something that feels maybe a little bit scary or a little bit uncomfortable, but what feels attainable? What feels doable for me? And how can I progress to the point where if I see someone that's attractive at a coffee shop or while I'm grocery shopping, I have no problem just kind of saying hello or making a comment or asking a question, engaging the vibe, right? So tier three, again, it's really anywhere that you go on a daily basis. It's anything that you're doing where other people are, quite frankly, and it is dating in the wild. Now, the interesting thing here is that with all of these different tiers, right, there's going to be a certain type of person that goes to a speed dating event that might necessarily not necessarily be open to talking when they're grocery shopping or vice versa. There might be someone who would never go to a speeding dating event, but they're open to striking up a conversation when they're in line for their coffee, right? And so as you kind of diversify your opportunity and expand this and expand it with a lightness, right? Kind of like a um, why not attitude, right? <laughs> um, as you start to build that lightness to it, really the world opens up and dating can become a lot more exciting because you never know who you're going to meet when you leave the house, right? And it's not like you have to be talking to people all day, every day. I'm definitely the type of person where I can be on and I can be extroverted, right? But I also sometimes enjoy just going to the supermarket and putting in my headphones and not talking to anyone at all, right? (laughs) So you can kind of pick and choose like, all right, what's going to feel good for me? And that's something we'll get into in the masterclass as well. So those are the three tiers for you today to start thinking about, okay, am I currently integrating any of these tiers of creating opportunity to meet people in person in my life? And if not, what could I start to shift? And if you want to start to shift this area and you want to start to become more comfortable striking up conversations, really showcasing body language that's going to be open and inviting for people to approach you. I want to invite you to, again, join the masterclass that's happening. The link is in the show notes, as always. And if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram. Give me a follow if you would like more videos, more content beyond the podcast. The, um, oh my gosh, my handle is Michelle Wax dating. Okay. I will see you in the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review and shared your takeaways and what you enjoyed about it. If you are interested in exploring working together one-on-one, I would love to invite you to book a call with me by clicking the link below in the show notes. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon and I'll see you in the next episode.